Hello, thank you for joining Walk and Talk. This episode is dedicated to LGBTQ people of color. We'll be talking about the LGBTQ people of color experience and any advice for people coming out and for people discovering their identity. Thank you to our guests, Amber, Alejandra, and Astrid. Hello, hello, listeners. Welcome to this week's episode of Walk and Talk. We're going to be focusing on the experiences of LGBTQIA plus people of color. My name is Camille Loprashunkla. I'm one of y'all's hosts for today. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and sha, and I am a third-year biomedical engineering major with a concentration in mechanical design, and I'm also a student assistant for the Multicultural Center. Hello, my name is Isabella or Bella. My pronouns are she and they, and I'm a third year ethnic studies and history double major with a minor in political science. I'm also one of the hosts for Walk and Talk. Y'all probably heard me before. And I am a student assistant at the Gender Equity Center. Hello, I'm Astrid, uh, she, her, hers pronouns. Um, I am a second year uh, CS major with a math minor, um, and yeah, I'm glad to be here today. Uh, hi, I'm Alejandra. My pronouns are they, them, theirs. Um, I graduated in December, and I was a liberal arts and engineering studies major with a minor in English. And then, hi everyone, my name's Amber, and my pronouns are she, they. And I graduated in June 2020, but my I had a double major in computer engineering and comparative ethnic studies. Nice. So our intro question or icebreaker question of the day is, what is one character you relate to in an LGBTQIA plus identity way? And like, like a character that helped you come to terms with your sexuality or gender or anything like that, or you just relate to in like a... <coughs> you know, a gay way. <laughs> um, I know one of my favorite characters that I've seen that kind of represents me is Smokey Quartz from Steven Universe. Um, I, I wasn't cool enough to be Stevani, but <laughs> uh, Smokey Quartz, like, they were round and shaped like a friend like me. They were funny. They, you know, had a little bit of anxiety and insecurities. They had, you know, my short hair at the time. Um, and, you know, it was just based off of pure friendship love. And that's what the world is about, really. That's a really good one. Really wholesome. Yeah. Mine, like, in a gender way is, like, from Steven Universe 2. <laughs> it's Garnet, because, like, no gender, just lesbianing, you know? So, like, <laughs> I'm, like, lesbians, you know? And, like, another one would be, like, Lexa from The 100, because, like, as a small baby, you know, I was watching that show, and I was, like, lesbian? Maybe? <laughs> so, that, she helped me come down to it my sexuality hmm. yeah I was gonna say well yeah any of these questions I'm like who am I I don't remember anything about me but I was like thinking and I definitely think Steven Universe as a show as a whole definitely like 
helped me just kind of figure things out or just like wraps you in a warm and fuzzy way and you're like oh like I love these things you know they're they kind of challenge gender and everything and and just like so many different things so it was just like a great show for my like learning about self so (laughs) Steven Universe show as a whole (laughs) a character that made me I guess come to terms with my sexuality it's gonna sound kind of strange but I'm Jade West from (laughs) Victorious that sounds cliche but also I don't know it sounds pretty cliche it sounds like a TikTok I I love Jade West Honestly, I was like watching as a kid and I was like, oh. <laughs> Wait, it's like that TikTok where it's like, why do I feel this way? You know, have you seen those TikToks? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's like half of my For You page, not gonna lie. No, um, it's not your fault that she is so sexy and she just has a whole bunch of scissors. Like, what is the implication? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> my. I was shaped by Jade West. I love everything. Um, and then um, like a character from like a show that I kind of relate with is Magnus Bane uh, from Shadowhunters. Um, so Magnus Bane is a bisexual warlock. And I felt those like, I felt the vibes like, I don't know. I just related so hard to Magnus Bane because Magnus Bane is like a bad bee, like, and like speaks their mind. And also is like not afraid to fall in love, but is very open about their like sexuality. And it's like amazing just to see that. And also the person portraying Magnus Bane um, in the show is Harry Shum Jr., who's a PETA and I felt represented. Um, but that's, that's okay. also yes. sorry, this is so like this is on topic, but also off topic. The character, no, the actor that played Magnus Bane in the movie, you know, the movie version. Mm-hmm. I did hear about that. It was like last year on a TV show because they the people made him like exercise for too long and he had a heart attack. Yeah, it was like oh for, um like this big like Chinese TV show that's coming out like about a warrior, but he died and I was like, like I loved that movie when I watched it because I used to be obsessed with mm-hmm. that series and I was like, and he was like only like thirty and I was like. Oh my god, that's hella wild. I didn't know that. Oh my god. I like processed that for like a week. I just sat there like, huh? Oh my gosh. I was one of those young adult people, like young adult fiction people. So I'm a little, wow, what the heck? Anyway, my brain cell is deteriorating. Like a bright side of Magnus Bane, Harry Shum Jr., who played him in the TV show, is married to the voice actor of Peridot. And oh, they yeah, just had I their first that. child. <gasps> oh, yeah. That's so good. Whoa. This is so much. This is so cute. I've never seen Shadowhunters, so I guess I need to watch that now. Okay, it's not that good. It's quite interesting. It's, it's not, not that, that good. good. It's not I'm, good. Don't I only was it. there for the Okay. I'm only there for the Malik, um, <laughs> the Malik line because oh, I... <laughs> I just felt so good watching I it. Think but anyway. the end. Okay, maybe I'll just watch like a compilation of of Harry Schumann Jr. just on YouTube of just his parts in the yeah. show. Yeah, Harry Schumann Jr. plays the character really well. He's just very like I don't know, just flamboyant and like the best. I think way most possible. of the people were there for Malik. Watch. Mm-hmm, I agree. 
which is valid and sexy I, of them. Yeah, I wa- read, like, the books when I was younger. Like, I was obsessed with them, you know, because I was like, wow, Malik and Alina, that gay bitch. But I, but then, like, when I got older, I was like, what? What is wrong with these books? You know, I was like, huh? They started as Harry Potter fans, like, fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I just looked them up, and they're such a cute couple. I, Honestly. Harry Dogs. <laughs> That's a good fact. Good fun fact. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Oh my Thank God. y'all so much for sharing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my God, so <laughs> You're totally okay. You're totally okay. That's why that's why we call this an icebreaker. So we get to like vibe with each other for a little bit before going into the going into the, the content. This is the appetizer <laughs> meal. Yes. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, that's actually a really good like metaphor for it. Wow. <laughs> my brain feels wrinkly here. <laughs> I think um I think I okay, I've reassembled my thoughts. Um Right. Um I guess yeah, in general like there's a lot of anime where it's like okay, this there's a dude on earth and then like something happens to them, like they die or like they fall in a portal. And then, like, they go to another world, but they're a girl there. And I was like, wow, that's cool. I totally wish that could happen to me. (laughs) Still cis, though. I mean... (laughs) Anyways, and then eventually I figured out, oh, actually, most dudes don't think this way. Um, I'm not a dude, actually. (laughs) Like Sailor Moon Crystal. You know? Oh. Uh, oh, well, there's, like, dudes, and then they become, like, Sailor Moon, and they become, like, ah, these women superheroes. Yeah. And people are like, what? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, gender. I definitely relate, because I felt the same way about Mulan. Like, when she yeah. disguised herself as a man, I was like, huh, that's kind of cool. I want to do that. I think it's so funny how, like, Mulan has such a big impact on, like, like LGBT, like, pe- people of color, you know? I, like, read so many mm-hmm. articles about how, like, Mulan had, like, helped shape people's, like, sexuality and, like, gender identity. It's cool. Wow, I forgot about Mulan. I forgot to think about Mulan. Yeah, I but... didn't go that deep. <laughs> Honestly. But if I'm thinking Mulan, I'm probably going to focus on general saying because by king by king by king there's a there's a really someone did a zine and about him being by king i really enjoyed looking at the pictures of the zine we would love to see it <laughs> if i could find it i'll, I'll send it to you <laughs> please please scared of by king so that's why they cut him out of the live action honestly <laughs> live action didn't sit well with me but that's another yeah. that's a whole other tangent quite simply <laughs> okay yes i haven't seen it so good to know yeah it's okay the best part of mulan is the music and the guys yeah, definitely 
Like, I'll make a man out of Reflection. Reflection. Reflection is my favorite Disney song. It's, same, same. I feel like it's such an anthem. Like, I don't know. Like It is. But really, when will my reflection show who I truly am inside? I, don't, I didn't get that correct, but... Anyone who has worn go. makeup but, is lying if they haven't done the dramatic, like, half-life <laughs> and hoping that they all the makeup with it. <laughs> I'm sorry if my like sleeve disrupts this a few times. Lily's not here, so there's no one else to take care of him. So it's just okay. like that. It's, it's background music. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Yeah, we love your doggo. They're oddly quiet right now. Yeah, so it's okay. The calm before the storm. <laughs> I was just hoping that no one could hear my parents vacuuming in the background. Okay. Oh no, I don't. Hear I don't that. Really. I'm hoping like, like a police car or ambulance or fire truck doesn't drive under the window outside and make a loud noise. Oh my gosh, me too. I live right on California, oh so it's like, yes. Oh, don't put it in the in the car. <laughs> oh yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please, please don't come for me. I live in your home. Oh, no, no. <laughs> please don't tell him that the entrance Take is five one two. I never leave the door locked. Just, don't let people know that my exact longitude and latitude are like that SoundCloud song where he, like, he's like, my homie sells drugs and he lives at this address. <laughs> It's so funny. He's just like blasting all of his friends and like saying where they live and what they do. Oh, oh no. But it's funny. That's betrayal. <laughs> okay. okay. Wow. That was such a great conversation <laughs> in itself. Not gonna lie. <laughs> um, oh, but anyway, thank you so much for sharing and just like, you know, being awesome. Um, but I guess. Yes, Bella dropped that first question in the chat. But uh, the first question we wanted to ask y'all was how is the process of coming to terms with your identity within your culture and yourself? So this can also relate to the following questions that Bella has also dropped. How has this changed your view on yourself and on the world? And how is your coming out process? And how have uh, people within like your circles reacted? Um, so I guess that's just an all-encompassing question. Very, very open. So feel free to share. Yeah, the second questions are like, like clarifiers but the the main question is the first one it's like the broad question and then clarifiers if you like need some thinking points yeah Mm -hmm. and also feel free not to answer if you don't feel comfortable yeah well i guess in one word i would describe it as um painful yes (laughs) Well, maybe not, maybe not as painful as it might, I mean, as the word painful seems, but I mean, like, it was very, it was a very long process. Like, it took several months of intense self-introspection and um, just a lot of sort of, like, just sort of dissecting dissecting myself and I'm and it was like do I even know what is real anymore halfway through 
I think. Oh, oh go, go for it. <laughs> no, okay. you go. Uh, I think for me, it was a lot of contemplation um, and kind of going back and forth on a lot of things. Like, I remember probably the first time that there was a sense of kind of realizing that I was queer. Um, I was with my family and I think it was, this was like 2011 or something. Um, So I was like 13. Um, And I think like say yes to the dress was on and there was a lesbian couple there. And one of my uncles was like, I don't know why they would show that on TV. And I remembered being so angry for like a full, like 10 hours and I was like, I don't know, like, why I'm so angry about it. I must just be a very good ally. <laughs> and then it wasn't until, like, <laughs> probably another year later that I was like, ah, wait a minute. Um, and even that, like, even going into gender, being like, well, some days, like, in high school, be like, well, some days I feel like a girl. Some days I just feel like, you know, just a person. Like, I don't know why people, like, some people are like, I'm, like girl boy like no like i'm i'm a person hmm i must just think i'm weird and then it was like another like 3 years later i'm like wow i truly missed all the signs um god i can like definitely relate like though for me um i'll be like slightly honest i was more like on like when i back when i was in denial Like, I was low-key kind of, like, transphobic and, um, like, slightly homophobic as well. It was, was like, oh, I accept these people. It's just, I just wish they weren't so much in my face about it. And it was, like, looking back on it, I, like, obviously I think that was, like, that was a really dumb thing for me to do but like kind of that that made like questioning myself all the more difficult because it was like not only did I have to grapple with like my identity but I also had to like grapple with like all of these like shitty notions of like that had been implanted in me like had to like deal with toxic masculinity as well as like just so many things. Yeah. yeah. The coming out process. Okay, it never ends, right? It's just yeah. like a continuous thing and you never it never stops. Um yeah. but it's like for me, definitely I can relate to what you said, Alejandra, about how like I just never saw it. I just thought I was a really good ally and I just didn't understand. And I was just like, girls are so pretty. Like, like men are so gross. Like, you know? I was like, why can't girls appreciate other girls' beauty? And like, why can't I just think someone, like a woman is sexy? What's wrong? You know, like I was like all these like questions about like, what if, I'm like, can a girl kiss a girl? Nah, like, it's no, no. You know, and then I play Sims or I play with my Barbies and I make them naked and, like, kill each other, you know? 
Like, I just never <laughs> saw it, but I always knew. And then, like, okay. Content warning, like, we're about to get into homophobia. Um, like, my mom is Korean, right? And being, like, she voted against gay marriage, and she was, like, she's always been homophobic. And then, but she saw it. Like, she knew. She would ask me, like, throughout, like, my childhood, like, are you gay? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> no. What What does that mean? Like, I don't <laughs> And then it wasn't until, like, like, three or four years ago, like, around the end of high school that I, like, couldn't hold, hide it anymore. And, like, I just, like, I was just, like, ah, I'm done. And then she asked me one time, she was, like, are you a lesbian? Because I was, like, getting ready to go to Pride, obviously. <laughs> and then she was just, like, are you a lesbian? Like, are you going as a ally? Or are you going as a... And I just, like, couldn't, like, you know, deny it anymore. And I was just, like... And then she, like, lost it. She, like, did not... She's like, how could you do this to me? Because, like, in my family, and also in a lot of Asian families, it's, like, family pride and, like, your self-image is a very important thing. And, like, anything you do affects the family because it's, like, familial pride and collectivism. And so, like, I had to, like, redefine how like I process my culture with my sexuality and like how that like can coexist with each other and it was just the whole thing and like I'm still coming to terms with it because like I tried to come out to like my family in Korea and I was like this is my girlfriend this is me and my girlfriend they were like good job like that's your friend that's a girl and I'm like Oh, no. Like, no, that's not what I- God, I definitely relate with that. Like, I mean, as from coming from a Chinese family, like, oh, when I came out to my mom, um, that was ugh, a lot of um, a lot of like pain. Like, it like it wasn't like this. I guess for myself, I felt like this was something I'm doing for myself and you don't really have much. um, I'm not doing this to hurt you. I'm doing this to help myself. But my mom kind of took it as like, this is like, how could you do this? Like, this is like bad for, I don't know, something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My mom, like we talked about it and we're like at like it's been years you know and we i she's like through the process of her accepting my identity she was always like i'm just worried about you like i don't want you to get hurt or i don't like i want your life to be easy i'm like life is never gonna be easy (laughs) like even beside my sexuality like i am a woman of color and i was a woman of color now i'm like lesbian no gender another topic but (laughs) i like i was a woman of color i live in the u.s like things are gonna be hard no matter what like you can't prevent like you can't do like protect me and like i'm 
just who I am, like, and I'll figure it out. If the market become dangerous, I'll figure it out, but I'd rather not live in the closet my whole life. It's not like, it's not like uh, straight people have it super easy in terms of at least each other's relationships often, you know, so it's like, it's always, everything's going to be hard. This world is hard. That's a good point. Yeah. I'd say my process has been very slow, like, molasses of, like, just, like, like, I think, like, I had, like, inklings. I feel like, like, when I was younger, there were so many friends you play house with, and they want to play house with you, and they're like, okay, we're married. And it's like, like, another girl in you, and you're like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> what if I was the husband? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it felt like, I was like, huh, you know, but then, yeah, and then there was like a time in fifth grade where um, I had quote unquote friends who were like, why do you never paint your nails? And for some reason I was like, do they think I like girls? And then I, I don't even know if I knew what like being gay was or liking girl, but I had this whole like, why are they asked like, you know, and then I was like. I just don't pay my nails. You know, I keep my nails short because of piano. <laughs> I don't even know how I know any of this, but I had like this intuition. And then I asked my mom, I was like, Mom, do I like girls? And she was like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> do you? Because, but I felt like, but also I felt like I was performing something that I had seen on TV. Like every year I was like, okay, I have to have a boy crush. Like that's what they have in the TV. I must have this crush. But it was like, why I feel like I was like forcing myself into something, but uh, like biphobia content warning. My mom was like, "You can like girls or you can like boys, but you can't like both," and that just like messed me up. When we talk about it, we're good now. <laughs> but I was fifth grade Amber, so then just like for the rest of my like, you know, until eighteenhood, I feel like I just like repressed and pushed down any possibilities of like gay things. I was like, well, I've always had a crush on a boy every year, so I guess I don't know, you know. And I just, like, put things down, but I realized I feel like I did have crushes. Like, in middle school, I thought this one person, like, I realized I think I had a crush on this person. Like, oh, she's so pretty. Like, I feel like I had these things, but I just was like, do, 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 you know, she's so pretty. You know, I didn't really think about it or my connections, but I feel like I relate to Astrid's of, like, saying, I don't know, just feeling like not like some like some bits of maybe like oh homo not homophobia of like of the, the whole like oh like i support them but i don't really you know like i feel so bad someone had told me they're dating someone and they had been dating um women but then now was dating a guy and I, at first i was like oh like oh like i didn't believe him at first which i feel so bad about I, but I think I just had, like, maybe internalized biphobia for a little. But I also, at the same time, like, in, like, senior year, I was like, Mom, I can marry a man or a woman. You never know. But I didn't, like, I just was, like, dropping it. I was like, you never know. I wasn't, like, saying, like, I'm gay, you know, or, you know, I'm this. And then even just figuring out, like, what I am 
like I thought I first thought okay pansexual but then I thought oh wait maybe not pansexual maybe bisexual but then I recently learned like what I do think pan like it's like someone kind of like laid out pansexual and I was like okay okay I think I'm pansexual so it's always been like a process but um I definitely think in college it just like having community being around people friends and like also being away from home helped solidify my identity and then I think because I kind of like ramped up my parents but I don't even feel like I ever maybe I don't remember if I never I think I wasn't like hello I'm this but like they know this but that even showed up where while being home again this past year there was like an issue where my dad said something that he was like that was just kind of like biphobic or homophobic and I was just so mad and like I was like I thought we were over this but we're like you know there's always still bumps to work out and stuff and then now being at work and not around your community where you know at, at school gender you're like oh, it's I might whatever you know but I was like but because you, you knew your people your friends and everyone saw you as you, who you were like saw you as queer but like in a corporate setting of people who, who like coworkers are all straight you're like I need you to know but you just don't want it. the whole like coming out process again is always just, like so much and yeah that was like a bunch of rambling but it's been just a process a process and, and you I, yeah and it feels like you always have to keep coming out which is kind of yeah, frustrating I, it definitely is frustrating and, and like never ends you're gonna have to keep coming out <clears throat> I just like I try to like sprinkle it in like a topic like someone's like hey how are you I'm like I have a girlfriend <laughs> but like <laughs> <laughs> I just like sprinkle it in now like I let everyone know like cause I'm like this is integral to if you want to get to know me you have to know this part of me like it's not something that we can skip over or gloss over it's who I am if you can't accept that you can't accept who I am so like yeah now I just like pop it in randomly they'll be like are you celebrating Halloween I'm like I'm celebrating it with my girlfriend did you know that my girlfriend. Mm. Like, I'm like, look at this. <laughs> I'm like so excited about it now. But Amber, what you said about having boy crashes just like awoke in a deep memory. Of, like, <laughs> I remember like every year of elementary school, I would start the year, day one, choose like an unattainable boy that was popular and be like, I have a crush on him that's the end of story and then at the yeah. end of the year it would go away and then I'd start the process again yeah. just to make sure yeah. people knew that I like that I might I have to be straight like people had to know and then now I'm like oh I'm like oh. but the, oh, that's so embarrassing I definitely and then <laughs> go ahead. sorry what oh okay and then like my, my friends that were like girls I would like bring them snacks and bring them food and like be like here like here's my token of affection you're so pretty did you know that you might be the prettiest person i've ever met and i like do things to get like hug them and get close to them but then i'd be like like later on when i started realizing maybe i'm gay i'd be like can't touch can't look don't no friends you know because like then i was like what if people perceive me because before it was just like affection and now it's like I know, I know what this means. Yeah, just a quick thing of how it just literally goes away. 
that was why yeah it was same thing i would have first day you do okay sure that vanishes <laughs> at the very last day that's so funny but i was gonna say i definitely relate to that that um like my friends would always ask me in middle school like oh who do you have a crush on and i like truly did not have a crush on anybody um so I would just like randomly pick someone in one of my classes and be like, mm, that one. And <laughs> like, like not only was I not attracted to them, I was like, you're not even out of like all the boys. I didn't even pick like the objectively cute ones. It was like, <laughs> be like, yeah, I'll I'll pick ramen noodle head. <laughs> <laughs> I can, like, you know, it was really weird. Like, in high school, I actually, like, so, like, there was, as, like, a dude, quote-unquote dude, like, there was a sort of, like, okay, just don't be gay, you know? Um, and I, like, I actually, like, didn't have a crush on anyone and like the few girls that like I did have a crush on like looking back on it that was me wishing I was a girl and like I did have like I actually did have guy crushes because like now I know I'm bi but like back then I was like I was like you know that guy's hot not gay though um (laughs) and then yeah when when I like when I was questioning my gender and like I figured out, oh crap, I'm a girl. I, like that was a whole like another year of figuring out who the hell am I attracted to. Yeah, mine was the opposite. I went sexuality first, and then gender is still a thing. You know, quarantine like really like being by myself and not being able to be perceived like. I'm not perceived, I'm no longer exist in society, you know? Now I'm, like, I'm, like, forced to be, like, sitting down and thinking about who I am. Yeah, that's a mood. (laughs) There was... Oh, God. Yeah, for me, too, because for a while, I was, like, oh, like, my friends, like, friend a while back, were, like, non-binary. I was, like, I don't know. I don't think so. I'm just, you know... I like queer because it's like an umbrella of like, I'm just like existing. But I will say, cultural wise, um, learning about like, well, even just in general now, I'm learning more about other cultures, but specifically learning about like in native cultures about like two spirit identities and just like also that's like a very specific, even, well, even that is like an umbrella term because in each tribe there's different um, names and different roles that are kind of related. But just like learning how being like gender was kind of like a well, I, I don't know, just learning about it and then learning about it just was like such a different definition from things I was seeing. But I was like, oh, I kind of see this. I, I don't current, I don't identify as two spirit, but just learning about it and maybe even like relating to it a little bit and how just showing like even beyond like like right now we have like non-binary but you know we we know that there's even more beyond non-binary you know but like 
don't see non-binary as a box. It's just like a word for now, but there's even more beyond it. And so learning just that there is even more through um, my like native culture did help me feel like, okay, like I can relate to like this, like different space, this like non-current spaces of binaries that we do have, you know, that's where I feel comfortable. But I did just say, oh, that's like for me and it's fine. But quarantine, I was like, you know what? She, they. So, and I feel, I, I saw lots of like TikToks and things with like how a lot of she, they's have popped up during quarantine of, you know, being home and like not being, just thinking about things and not being perceived anymore, you know? And I, I love it, but it's just interesting. But I relate like gender is still always like, like a, yeah, you know, figure it out yeah. for myself. It's a little bit harder to feel concrete on versus my sexuality kind of came first but that did take a lot yeah. of time it's so weird like I don't feel like I have the language right now equipped for like gender and my gender identity you know so I'm like <coughs> something of the non-cis sort you know but then like mm-hmm. I don't know why sexuality was so much more easier for me to label I mean I did identify as bi for like five years and then I was like no that's just like compulsory heterosexuality like I only I'm a lesbian and now I'm just like lesbian is my gender and my like sexuality like if you don't understand that then I I don't understand you like like it makes sense to me you know and I think it's, like, wild how, like, English is so already, like, like, it's not gendered in the way that, like, French or, like, Spanish is, but it is so heavily dependent on the binary and, like, how we're so focused on, like, identifying things within the English language that it's, like, hard to, like, look past it and see, like, what could be. And, like, mm-hmm. how... Because, like, so many cultures before, like, colonization and before, like, like, different types of settlements, like, there were so many different ways to describe how people were and so many different, like, Mm -hmm. expressions of self that don't exist anymore, which is, like, so sad. Because, like, what if one of those labels helped me? That sounds really selfish, but yeah. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I wish I had the language. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I do. I think that's why I like learning. And then I learned even in just, like, beyond, like, in, like, I think some different Asian cultures and just, like, learning about how, like, pre-colonization, just, like, the gender spectrum that exists in, like, cultures helps kind of me understand my gender a little more, yeah. so... I think that's something beautiful about the culture aspect of learning those things. I mean, it's also frustrating because they that might not be reflected in the culture now because of colonization. We're now like it's forgetting its origins. But anyway, yeah, like I totally agree with like the whole like thing about language being um, like for me. Though maybe I guess it's less about language and more about like the meaning you assign words. Because when I was taught about like what a trans person was, 
like I typically pictured, oh, they um, they knew ever since they were a child that they were the gender that they weren't assigned at birth. Okay, um, that wasn't me. And like, I didn't realize that like trans people were more than just like that. And like, when I finally realized it, like, it's just like, it doesn't matter when you figure it out. It's just like, that was, um, that was just something that like, really like opened my mind a bit. And yeah. Yeah, I think that, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say like, I felt similar to that, that um, before, like, especially college, which was when I started more figuring out gender stuff, um, like hearing people use other pronouns other than just like she, her, or he, him, or even the concept of pronouns like can be changed and fluid. Um, that like I, I think the only thing that I had seen of trans people was like just their appearances. And when I was coming into my own as a trans person and like particularly a non-binary trans person, there was a little bit of, I guess technically it would be like internalized transphobia um, because it'd be like, well, I'm not like performing any sort of like what non-binary should be. Like I still kind of am perceived as a woman I mean, that's mostly because I can neither afford clothes that want, like, give off, like, the aura that I want to do, or um, another huge part of, like, queer culture that's one of the issues that's not super talked about is the fat phobia in queer culture. Um, so, like, I cannot get clothes that I would want to wear. Um, so I'll be like, well, am I not, like, trans enough? Should I be performing to something else? Um and it's taking me a while to figure out, like, I to you could appear how you want to appear or you feel like appearing because kind of everything is an internal process. That it's what makes you comfortable, what makes you happy, and not, well, I am X, Y, and Z, so therefore I should be performing to the aesthetic portraits of said... Uh, experiences yeah i think the like the stereotypes and how people like perceive and as in people as in like me and other like lgbtq people and cis people how they perceive like what you're supposed to be as an lgbtq person like when i was younger i was like i can't be gay because i'm not white and i'm not a man so i really feel that yeah like like I had, like, a lot of the times, like, I, I kind of just, like, felt like LGBT stuff was, that's, like, a white person mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, I was always, like, that's a white person thing, that's a Western thing, it's, like, a, like, a liberal, liberal thing, you know, when I was younger. Oh but it's, like, like, that's, like, just, ha- like, okay, because, like, a lot of the LGBTQ community, especially the white ones, are racist. I'm just gonna put that out there. If anyone wants to fight me on it, we'll go. We'll go head head to no, head. How does it be right? But <laughs> <laughs> thanks. <laughs> um, but like, 
it's it is just <laughs> such a struggle to be within like to figure out like maybe I belong in this community because the only people that are perceived as gay are like white men or like mm-hmm. like twinks really <laughs> but like it was like <laughs> I'd be like should I go to pride like that whole process it was like are you okay Camille <laughs> it's the ambulance I'm sorry, the ambulance. I don't it want to get caught. I don't know if that I, helped or anything. I think the white people heard you saying that they were racist. Thank they're you. After you. Yeah, they're on their way. They're coming. The police are on their yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> heard they're like, earlier, so like they know where to find her. It's like a big W in the air. <laughs> the, oh, the crap. You're right. is on its way. <laughs> yeah. I just think like oh, was, like being not white, it was such a weird experience like to figure out that I'm gay and I might be in the LGBTQ community when which is so awful because the LGBTQ community, like a lot of the founders and like a lot of the people that helped like like with LGBTQ rights and all like pride marches were like women Mm -hmm. trans women and people of color like i don't but all we perceive now is like yeah gays for trump you know like white white gays well that's it for today y'all keep an eye out for our next theme topic and guest reveal on our respective instagrams first at cal poly mcc and then at cp gender equity All right, y'all, thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, if you can't talk the talk, then you can't walk the walk. See you next time.